think about it these last few moments. It won't be long. Brothers and sisters, uh, good evening to all of our friends, our colleagues, and the body, wider body of Christ. We're so blessed and happy to be again together, and I trust that you are comfortable and that you're healthy and strong and excited and hungry for the Word of God tonight. And uh, we, I greet also our church, Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. I hope and I trust you, you you take good care of the family of our of our church, and that you are seeking the Lord and listening to our previous uh, teachings. Uh, remember also that uh, on on Sunday I will continue speaking to you on the manifestations of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And also show you how uh, the kingdom message of dominion needs to be preached and lived today. Amen. That's 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And also, this is part 12 that we have on our subject, Wake Up to the Countdown to the Rapture. Wake Up to the Countdown to the Rapture. Amen. Tonight, I'll give you 11 uh, uh, deceptions of the Antichrist. Amen. Uh, 11, and I hope to add one or so to, to that to show you how all of that 11 are coming together in Babylon, the system of, of this world, the religious system, uh, Babylon. And the world is moving in a great pace to one world religion one world economy, 
one world government. I was just uh, uh, um, thinking today about what must still happen before the rapture. And there is very little that we can expect still to happen. I also am aware that today is Ascension Day, the day that Christ was taken uh, by God from this earth to heaven. And it's a very uh, uh, important day uh, in our faith. It tells us that Christ went to heaven and that he is interceding for us now and that also that he made a way so that the Holy Spirit can be released into the earth. I'll say a bit something more maybe on Sunday concerning that, but Psalm 68 speaks a lot about the ascension and it says there, let God arise and his enemies be scattered because his ascension tells us that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means Satan and everything is under the foot of the church theoretically, in, uh, but we need to see that it's practically, experientially done that the devil gets under our feet. Amen. So we trust God. I was also thinking of uh, 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 this morning, there is a war brewing that might any time be uh, released in the Middle East. If you at your quiet time read Ezekiel 38 and 39, you will see there that there is a war and the, the, the nations there in, involved, many don't know where to place that war, but that war is definitely something that's around the corner. Uh, and you will see the role players there is they go and attack Israel. And you will see there Russia is involved, Turkey is involved, the Iranians is involved there, and also the Syrians. And can you believe it, right at this present time, because of a civil war that's uh, uh, taking place in Syria, those other nations are all there involved. That's the Turks, and that is the Iranians, which is Persia. And the Russians are there, and, uh, uh, um, and Israel are fully aware of what their tricks are and what is going on. And uh, uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 will tell you what will happen there. Okay, but God, through that war, God will come intervene straight from heaven to announce loud and clear to the world that is the God of Israel. Okay, God will himself fight from heaven. And the Bible says the bodies of generals and mighty men, the birds of the heavens will be called by God to come and eat the flesh of, of such people. Okay, praise God. So we are, uh, I also want to show you in our next teaching next Tuesday about, seven, you know, there are seven trumpets in Revelations blown by angels. But, uh, but the Bible called the rapture the last trumpet. And I believe there have been already about six or, or five trumpets already loud and clear in the history of the church. And I believe there's probably just one or two left. The last one is the last trumpet. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
praise God. So tonight we want to touch upon the, the, the how to avoid deception. But first I need to show you the deceptions of the Antichrist, the devil himself. Let me first say before I pray, you need to know that the devil is already condemned to hell. And the devil knows he is going to hell. Him and his fallen angels, a third of God's angels that rebelled with the devil against God. That, that is a, a quite a, a, a large number of angels. Because the Bible says there is myriads of angels, innumerable angels that God has. Amen. And I will show you even Sunday morning why didn't God... Uh, again, create other angels in the place of those that left. Amen. I'll show you Sunday morning why didn't God do. Because God is a numerical God. God wants things. He, he don't have uh, surplus, uh, one extra or one less. It's to the T. Even the 144,000 that will be elected uh, soon after the church is gone. It's precisely 12,000 out of every tribe of Israel. It will be precisely that number of people, okay, that will go and spread the earthly side of the kingdom in a powerful way in the earth, okay? But what I'm saying to you is an enemy that is already condemned, if somebody has committed three or four murders, and he knows the sentence is life in prison. Uh, that person is very dangerous if he meets somebody else who want to cross his path or want to hinder his way. Because you will be just the seventh person that he will kill. Or the twelfth person that he would kill. Because he knows he is already condemned. Now Satan is determined through these deceptions. To take as many people as possible to hell. That makes the devil very, very dangerous. Okay? So what I'm going to show you, these 11 facts in the Bible. I'm going to show you, it's, it's like venom. It's like the venom of a snake. Which if you don't get a cure in a few seconds time, you will be dead. So the devil uses these tricks. He is a master deceiver, the Bible says. He's the deceiver of the whole world. Okay? He's a master deceiver. The more clever you think you are, and you don't stick to Scripture, and you don't bow to the Word of God, the easy prey you are for the devil. So I'm warning you, and I'm uh, uh, putting up these 11 red lights to show you these are teachings and doctrines which many people are believing even in the church. Okay, it's, 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 it's bad that it's outside of the church, but the devil is more concentrated on the church and to bring his deceptions in the church. Okay, when it came to the last days, Jesus himself Four times in Matthew chapter 24, he said, he warned people, don't be deceived. Four times. And when it speaks of the Antichrist, Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he says, don't let anyone deceive you. And in Revelation, Satan is called a snake. 
its means is deceptive, it's never straight, a snake is never straight, it's always crooked. In other words, he is there with his venom, with his poison to deceive and to take as many people to hell. As I, I'm going to pray now, but as I said to you, one of the worst deceptions that can happen to a person is not even going to hell. Because if you know you're not safe, then you know you are going to hell. But there's something far more worse than that. You know what that is? Is when you are under the impression that you are safe and you go to you are going to heaven and then you end up in hell. That is that is most 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 to be pitied. It's very, because that mistake cannot be corrected. It's for eternity. So tonight, listen very attentive and very seriously, okay, about 11 uh, uh, deceptions of the Antichrist. Let's pray together. Father, we pray your blessing upon the teaching tonight. We pray, Father, that you will give us ears to hear, eyes to see. And hearts to do the will of God. Lord help us to buy truth and not to sell it. And to love truth. Because you say in your word. Those who don't love truth. You yourself will send them. The spirit of deception to believe the lie. Lord if we confronted with the truth. We have been confronted with God. Jesus is the truth. There is nothing higher than the truth. Lord so tonight we share the truth. We share the light and God is light. Lord, and if we don't accept the light, we open ourselves up to darkness. Lord God, you are life. We receive through your word, through the truth and through the, the, the light of your word, we receive God's life. Lord, if we reject your life, we open ourselves up to death. And death is separation from God. Lord, give us eyes to see. Give us the spirit of revelation and of wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, to your glory. Amen. Amen. Before I go to turn to Jude, chapter, Jude, Jude there's only one chapter, Jude. Amen. And I want to start there. Amen. But I'm reading to you John chapter 8 verse 44. Where Jesus says to, said to the Pharisees, You are of your father the devil, and you want to do his desires, uh, the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie or the lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Because one, uh, 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 then Jesus says, verse 45, but because I speak the truth to you, you do not believe me. Listen, Satan is the father of lies, is the master deceiver, the master liar, okay? And we've seen in our previous study that the Antichrist, Paul, Paul, uh, John says in 1 John chapter 2, who is the liar? And then John described the Antichrist. So let me show you our first uh, 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 spirit of deception, okay, of the Antichrist. That is in Jude, Jude verse 3 and 4. 
I'm reading to you. Please, I, there are some of these points. I won't have the time to labor it much or to open it up much because I'm going to try to cover as much as possible tonight. Amen. But our next study, I will also show you on Tuesday, seven keys how to avoid being deceived. Praise God. Seven keys. I'll show you the seven trumpets that is blowing in the church and that we are by the sixth trumpet. And then I also show you seven keys how to avoid being deceived. Amen. The first one, please dot it down in your heart or in your notes. It is the greasy, loose, living grace. Okay. The teaching and doctrine of loose, living grace. In other words, a doctrine that's being promoted and being preached and believed by many people that it's like Jesus after his death and you've accept him as your as your so-called savior that you are now much freer to sin and live a loose life because God is gracious man that is one of the master keys of master strokes of deception from the antichrist loose living grace i call it greasy Loose loving grace because greasy means it's 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 like uh, 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 you go smoother into sin. You are easier, more, and you are comfortable in your sin. You feel you are now saved and you can sin. What a shock! What a terrible thing! And I let me tell you, the this teaching is even rife in Cape Town. I know even certain persons that's even apostles in this kind of teaching, okay? And people uh, flock to these places. And uh, so it shows you the spirit of the Antichrist accumulates hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Yet I believe in the grace that we are saved by grace. Let me hasten before I read that. Let me show you Hebrews chapter 12, okay? To show you if you are in the right grace. But uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 8 will tell you, if uh, you're really born again, Hebrews 12 verse 8 says, if you go persistently practicing sin, then God will judge you. God will discipline you. Hebrews 12 verse 8 says, if you don't receive discipline when you go persistently wrong, that is a sign that you are illegitimate child. In other words, you are not a child of God if you can persistently go wrong and God don't pull your ears or you don't, uh, you don't maybe... Uh, uh, accident happened to you or, 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 or some, something bad come your way that you can know but this is God speaking to me in fact in 1 Corinthians 11 the Bible says therefore many are weak, sick and a number have slept before their time in other words if you really born again Christian you can see that you become if you sin you become weaker in other words, bodily weak too, and then bodily sick, and then God can even take you to heaven long before your time. That is a sign that you are born again. 
that you are not an illegitimate child. I'm trying to give it to you in a nutshell. But let me read to you because Jude said, I, Jude said from the outset when he took up a pen to write, he said, I wanted to, to write to you about our common salvation, celebrate our salvation. But then the Spirit pressed upon me that it is so serious that I warn you through my writing, to fight for the faith that has been once for all delivered over to the saints. That once for all mean don't add to the faith, don't take away to the faith. The faith has been settled. The teaching, the doctrine, what we believe, it has been settled. Okay, but he said, he said I'm writing to defend the origin of Christianity. Okay, then he said, why do I uh, want you, I'm, I'm writing you to defend it because certain persons have crept into the church or have come into the church. The word crept means they came in unnoticed. They are now in the church. And he says, these are the people that take the grace of God for, to live a loose life. In other words, they are not born again. They, they are not Christians. They are not children of God, but they look outwardly like they are children of God. And he says you will see that they are not because they will sin and go on sinning and go and not leave their sin, but be comfortable in their sins. And there's no judgment of God even over them. Okay, I'm reading from verse 3, for, uh, Jude. Amen. Do you have that? Jude. Amen. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Verse 4. For certain persons have crept in unnoticed. In other words, these people are in the church and people didn't take notice if they are really born again. Therefore, our, us as fivefold ministers, we should be watchmen. Amen. Then he says, they've crept in unnoticed. Those who were long beforehand Mark out for this condemnation, ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness, into loose living, and denying our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's the first big deception of the spirit of Antichrist, to have People come into the church. Therefore, it is wrong to not preach the right gospel. Because these people come for, for, for the good life that Jesus can give them. Jesus can give them a better house, a better marriage, a healthy living. Uh, uh, but they are not repenting of their sins. And then they inside the church and they use... The, the, the attitude is like this. God is gracious. Who are you to judge me? 
I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm lying. I'm stealing at work. I'm sleeping around. I have affairs. I uh, have crooked practices. But God forgives me. God is gracious. The apostle here says, Jude says, the, the, the man of God says, these are people that are on their way to hell. Number two, okay? Praise God. Number two is the way of Cain. Please read with me here in verse 11. Number two is the way of Cain. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain. Who are these? You know, Cain, it means these speak, this speaks of false born again people. People that are not born again. But they are religious. They also sacrificing. They also bring offerings to God. They can bring money. They can bring various things to God. But they are not born again. Cain was like that. His trust was in the fruits that he brought to God. But his brother Abel brought a sacrifice of a lamb, a sheep. That was slaughtered, which means through Abel's sacrifice, Abel believed that he need to die. That was the sentence for his sin. He ought to die, but he thanked God that somebody else dies in his place, and therefore his life belonged to that person that died in his place. But Cain. Is somebody that trusts in his good works, that trusts in himself for salvation. So he's a false born again person. The spirit of the Antichrist has brought many such people in the church. How do you know them? I'll read to you now in First John chapter, chapter 3. Okay, but let me hasten to say to you, you know the attitude Cain had towards his brother. His brother didn't do him anything wrong, but he killed his brother. You will find such people that's in the church attacking other believers, always at enmity, always stirring trouble, always being against their brothers, forming cliques and fighting others. Those are Cain. Those are False Christians, unbelieving believers. Do you see the spirit of the Antichrist? Anti means against Christ. Anti means in the place of Christ. Okay? You always have to tell these people they were wrong in treating another believer like that. They don't have any conscience. And then after lengthy arguments, then they acknowledge, okay, then I must say I'm sorry to that brother or that sister. Those, that's the spirit of Cain. Wow. Let's look in First John chapter 3. And here you will see it clearly stated, the spirit of Cain. Okay. Are you with me? Chapter 3. Verse 10, please read with me. By First uh, uh, John chapter 3 verse 10, it says, By this the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. 
Oh, wow. It, by this they are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God. These people, they live more in sin than in righteousness. If you don't love righteousness, practice righteousness, you are not from God. Look further on. Nor the one who does not love his brothers. For this is the message which we have heard from the beginning. That we should love one another. Verse 12. Not as Cain, who was of the, uh, who was of the devil and slew his brother. And for what reason did he slay his brother? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not marvel, brethren, if the world hates you. Therefore, even those who are in Christendom, who are in different other churches, they hate true believers. They go with their Bibles to church. They sing long hymns. They have prayer meetings. They go to a singing in the choir, but they hate true believers, true born-again people. They are against them. This is the spirit of the Antichrist like Cain was. Number three, okay, it is verse uh, in, in uh, Jude, it is verse, um, I'm reading the next, the next verse 11. Woe to them. For they have gone the way of Cain. And for pay they have rust headlong into the error of Balaam. Those we read about Cain, those were false born again people. Here we are reading of Balaam, a false servant of God. Okay, but you need to know Balaam was gifted. If you read about him in Numbers, you can find him there. There are lengthy chapters of about his prophecies. And his prophecies were accurate. Wow, it were, they were accurate. So, as Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, False prophets, you won't know them by their gifts, but you will know them by their fruit. Okay, so don't look for gifts. In a man of God, look at the fruit. And the fruit is submission to the commandments of God. Submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Balaam means, the name Balaam means Lord over people. In other words, somebody that uses gift to boss and dominate people. Wow, you get many such servants of God today in the church. And they are false prophets. They are false ministers of God. And how do you know they're false ministers? Number one is they dominate. Number two, they love money. They are greedy. They, won't, they, don't, they don't care to say, God told me to take up such an offering. God, the Spirit leads me to do this for the sake of money. And then it's not the Spirit of God. It's not God that told them. I've been in much such meetings. 
Amen. Where people say, God told me we must take up an offering for the leader. And this is the amount each one must give. It wasn't God. It's not God. Wow. Whereas people come tonight, we're going to take up such and such an offering. And everybody must give this and that and that. And, and use uh, gimmicks and apply pressure and, and put people under compulsion. And, and, and this is the false servants of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist at work. And also three things, as I said, four, that you will, you will be able to discern them. Number one is dominate. You never dominate children of God. You understand? In other words, you cause them to feel scared and fearful for you. You never, that's Balaam. Number two, money. Money. People that always just after the money, okay? And number three, they cannot preach against sin and lose sex. Because Balaam was the one when he could not curse Israel. You know what he did? He counseled the king that was scared of Israel, Barak. He said, to, he, he said to him, listen, send your daughters among the Israelites. Then the men will sin with them. Then God will turn against them. Because in other words, the Balaam spirit uh, allow loose sex and sex before marriage and affairs. And don't preach against sin. And number four, the Balaam spirit don't preach again idols. Okay. Can I read that to you? In fact, there are three. It's three times in the Bible that the Bible warns us against Balaam. It's here. Here it speaks of the error of Balaam. Then you will find the way of Balaam. In Second Peter chapter 2. And then in Revelations chapter 2. You will find the doctrine of Balaam. Do you have that? Wow. The error of Balaam. And why is, is God warning us so much three times? Because God knows in the ministry. This will be rife. This will be a, 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 a powerful tool of Satan. Okay. Where people will be in the ministry and be like Balaam. Wow. Can I, uh, I need to move on, but uh, uh, because that's, uh, each one of this is a whole teaching. Okay. But I'm repeating the error of Balaam. The Bible says rushing into the error of, rushing means they are always hurry and psych up when it comes to money and feel offended even at me now speaking about this, they will feel immediately offended. Immediately feel, don't attack uh, uh, people like that. No, it's because the spirit of the Antichrist don't like to be exposed. Okay, it's the era of Balaam. Then Peter speaks in Second Peter of the way of Balaam. You know what is the way of Balaam? Balaam, when they came and gave him an offer of money that the king wanted him to come and curse Israel, 
Balaam said, wait there, let me go and speak to God. God blatantly, clearly told him, you don't go with them because those people are blessed. They went away very disappointed. Here the king sent them back with a larger amount of offer of money. You know what Balaam did? He went to go pray again about it. What does that tell you? His heart is already that he want to go. He want to be there. And then he went. And even the donkey speak. His servant that he was sitting on the donkey said, I'm a faithful servant to you. Can't you see there's an angel of God trying to kill us? Your way, it is wrong. But you know, Balaam was even not shocked. Balaam spoke back to the donkey. The donkey cannot talk. But the donkey was speaking. So these people are so blind by covetousness and by greed. Anything that happened, they don't care. They want the money. They after the money. Wow. And then in Revelations, it speaks of the doctrine, the teaching of Balaam is leave sin. Because otherwise people are going to leave my church. If I preach against certain things, people, uh, I hear even in America, when you go as a guest speaker, some bishops will tell you, don't touch about sexuality and all of those things in my church. Don't preach that and that because our people will be disturbed. What a shock. Okay, can we move on? Is it number four? Number four in our teaching, the fourth spirit of the Antichrist, the venom, the poison of the Antichrist. Remember what I said to you. Satan is already condemned to hell. So he's determined to take as many other people with him to hell. And he will use any trick, any deception, all kinds of lies. Because to spite God, it's, he wants as many as possible of the people God created. To take them to yell with him. Okay. So number four. Is the way of Kurav. Chapter verse 11. Woe to them for they have gone the way of Cain. And for pay they have rushed headlong into the era of Balaam. And perish in the rebellion of Kura. Can I tell you in a nutshell. The spirit of Kura is the spirit of Judas. It is the spirit that is so rife in the church. And even Judas is a type of the Antichrist himself. Because he's the only one that is, that is also called the son of petition. The son of destruction. The spirit of disloyalty is rife in the church. Bishop Dak has written about seven books against disloyalty. In other words, people who show that you can trust them by they are treacherous. They are evil in their practices. And, and Jesus had one of them, even sitting at the Lord's Supper at the table with the money in his pocket, betraying the Lord Jesus Christ. Such people have no shame. They will be with you in the church. And at the right time, after they've done much harm, they will stand up against the man of God. I preached in Namibia. And me and my wife went there. The night before I had to preach, I had 
a, 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 a vision, a trance. As I was put my head, putting my head on the pillow, I saw a snake going through the neck of somebody. Wow. And I, and I, and I got up, I said, what is this? Then God says, in the leadership of this church, there are people that are harming the head of this church. And when I preach it against the spirit of Kura and Judas and about this loyalty, a woman in the church that was in the church council was revealed that demons came out of many other people also. And this person acknowledges he's there for over 10 years, but fighting the pastor, fighting the a rebel. This is the spirit of Kura that's rife in many churches. And this is the spirit of rebellion. This is the spirit of rebellion that's rife in the church. What a shock. Okay. These people need to be cast out, put out of the church and close the door. Whether they give how much ties and how much money, they are controlling the work of God and the man of God. So the fourth spirit of the Antichrist is the spirit of Kura. Number five. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. The fifth one is people, leaders that replace Christ. They take the Lord's position in the hearts of people. Okay. Taking the Lord's position in the... In other words, I must see that you are staying in love with Jesus. And that Jesus stays your, 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 your Lord and your mediator. But these people cause you to be knitted tightly to them. Okay? But, and take the place of Christ Jesus. First, Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse, verse 2. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband. That to Christ I might present you. As a pure virgin. Do you see that? Paul says. I betrothed you to one husband. To one person. That you keep your purity. Towards the Lord Jesus Christ. To, to, to highlight that. Please in your quiet time. Or after this. John chapter 3 verse 29. And verse 30 says this. John says. John the Baptist. He says, I am preaching and teaching as a friend of the bridegroom. The bridegroom has the bride. I'm only a friend of the bridegroom. And for me to hear the bridegroom's voice brings great joy to me. Then in verse 30, John says, I must decrease and he must increase. Be careful for anything or any person that takes the place of Christ Jesus. Number six, okay? Number six is woman that starts to lead and to dominate in the church. This is verse three. For Paul says, I'm not only jealous, verse three, for I'm afraid. Lest as the serpent deceive Eve by his craftiness, your minds should be led astray from the simplicity and purity 
of devotion to Christ. Here we see the serpent and we see Eve. What is the deception here? It was Eve that took the leadership speaking to the snake herself and not calling her husband. It means woman taking positions that's not designated by God. And also not only position, but power of decision. Okay? Power, they take power of decision. This is rife in the church today. Okay? This is the spirit of the Antichrist. This is the way our sin and the snake and the devil came into humanity. Okay? Because Satan knows the weakness of the husband is his wife. Or the woman has got such a powerful force of influence that if it comes through her, he can get any man and any place and any position. What a shock. That is the sixth spirit of deception. Am I, am I quoting scripture? Am I highlighting the word of God? If you have a problem, it's not with me. It's with the word of God. I am a watchman speaking to you the truth of God's word. Okay, number seven. We will see here in verse four. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed? For I, Paul says verse four. For if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you bear this beautifully. Okay, so number seven is another Jesus. Number eight is a different spirit. And number nine is a different distorted gospel. Do you have that? Hallelujah. Let me speak to you here about number seven, another Jesus. Very, very important. Most religions believe in Jesus, but not the Lord Jesus. They believe him as a good prophet, a good man, somebody who's a wonderful teacher. Whether it's Islam, Hare Krishna, whether it's what kind of faith, Buddha or what, everybody believe in Jesus. Paul says they will come with another Jesus. Okay? And there are many in the church. They accept Jesus as Jesus, but not as Lord. They will say, no, but he's not going to govern my life. He's not going to rule my life. He's not going to tell me where to stay, where to go, what to dress, how my relationships ought to be. He's not going to control my money. He's not going to control my future. No, but I believe in Jesus. Okay. That's the spirit of the Antichrist, the false Jesus. Okay, this is, can I tell you what this means? And the Pope even said this, all religions believe in one God. They just worshiping in different ways. This is the quickest way to make, to get one world religion. To say, we accept you, we accept the others, we accept you in your cult, and you accept you in your, in your various religions, 
We all believe in one God. Even the bishop, one of the previous bishops here in Cape Town, who is world-renowned, will say, we are all children of God. We all children of God. In other words, it's like we all believe in Jesus. We all, God, uh, 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 this is, this is the, uh, it's like God is on the top of the mountain, the summit. You come up that way and the other one climbed the other way up the mountain. But we are all serving this one God. This is evil. This is dangerous. This you can see what the devil is on his way to. In this, the end of this study I will show you. He's on his way to one world religion. One world economy. One world government. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. What must you believe about Jesus Christ? Can I give you four things? Which is five things I told you in our previous study. The first one is 2 John verse 9. Anyone who don't come with the doctrine of Christ. And I gave you eight points. About immovable points. About who Jesus is. Christ is. That's number one. Number two, if people don't believe Jesus is the only mediator between God and man, the only mediator, okay, that you will find in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 2, Jesus verse 5. Paul says, we believe there's one God. And one mediator between God and man. The man Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Not a mother Mary. Not a church. You don't have to come through a church for salvation. You don't have to come through a mother Mary. You don't have to join any church. You can go directly to the Lord Jesus Christ. Like the thief on the cross. He spoke directly to Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. Okay? And if you don't believe in the Trinity, that God, Jesus, is God the Son, you are not believing in the proper, biblical, right Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. John 14 verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There are others who believe you can get to their God anyway. But if you want to come to the real God, there's only one way. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so who is the, why do I spend so much time here? Because Paul, even uh, John says in 2 John, if someone don't bring to you the biblical Jesus, don't welcome him into your house. Don't give him a greeting because he who greets him and bless him, he has, he has fellowship with his evil deeds. Why? Because Jesus is the rock foundation of the church. Jesus is the rock foundation of salvation. If you go wrong here, the church falls apart. Salvation falls apart. 
Okay, so I'm spending time on you must believe in the right Jesus Christ who is the Lord. Amen. So I said, I repeat, you believe in the Trinity. Number two, you believe in Second John chapter verse nine. Number three, you believe Jesus is the only mediator. Number four, you believe he is Lord. Other words, he is God. The Son. Amen. And the highest authority. Amen. You believe is the only Savior. You cannot get saved through any other person or through a system. You must accept Him as the Lord and Savior. Let me hasten and move to, uh, is this number eight? Another, a different spirit. Do you have number eight? A different spirit. What does that mean? You must believe that the Holy Spirit is God also. Amen. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter, chapter 5. The apostles, Peter said to Ananias, uh, 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 he said, Why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? You didn't lie to men, but you have lied to God. So the Holy Spirit is God. And... Also, how do you know what is the right spirit? Number one, he is God the spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit will always, always exalt the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That you will find in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it says, Any spirit that speak degrading about Jesus Christ is not from God. Then he says further on, any spirit that speaks that Jesus is Lord. That's the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So any book, any preaching that don't lift up Jesus Christ as Lord. That's not the spirit of God. Number nine, a different gospel. Wow, very important. Can I hasten to say to you, a gospel that don't announce that you must repent from sin. It's not the gospel. Okay? You get lots of preaching of the gospel. And people flock and come forward. But I fear how many get eternal life. Because eter get receiving eternal life, the preacher cannot give it to you. I can pray all night with you. Only God gives it to you. And God gives it on a certain requirement. The requirement is you must turn from your sin. You must turn against the world. You must leave. And sin is idolatry. Sin is rebellion. Therefore, the gospel must be preached that Jesus took your sin so that you must turn from your sin. Amen. So the gospel is about God judging your sin. Amen. Where do you don't even hear preaching the gospel about hell today? Amen. Sin, the consequences of sin is eternal hell. And the Lord only gives eternal life to people that turn from sin and from idolatry. What is idolatry? Anything you love more than God. You must turn from it. And then you receive Jesus as your Lord. In other words, you become the boss of your life. And you receive him as your only savior. Read with me in Galatians, please. 
a big heavy warning to those who preach a false gospel. I'm reading to you for the sake of time. I'm reading here verse, let's, let us read from verse six, 6, Galatians chapter 1. I'm amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another, only there are some who are disturbing you and, and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even though we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Now that is a, that is a heavy statement. In other words, somebody that preached to you not the real gospel, the apostle Paul says, he is under such a person is under the curse of God. He pronounced a curse upon somebody like that. Or that person is condemned by God. Why? Because that person is fooling with the eternal destiny of such persons. Such a person and preacher that brings a false gospel is promising people that they are going to heaven and they will end up in hell. Therefore, it is a great, one of the greatest crimes to give people a false assurance through a false gospel that they are saved. The Apostle Paul says, let's, he says, even if we preach a different gospel, he says, even if an angel from heaven come and preach a different gospel, do you know how the Quran came about? It was an angel that appeared to the prophet. He was illiterate, as they say, and could not write or read. But this, he fell, if, when this angel appeared to him, he falls in a trance, that foam come out of the, his mouth. He even complained to his wife at the beginning. She said, no, this is God visiting you. And then he was speaking certain things under the influence of this fallen demonic power. And then they wrote down. Therefore the Quran is an inspired book. But not by God. Wow. Why do I speak like this? Because we love our Muslim brothers and friends. We want them to get saved. And delivered. And God is saving them in their thousands. Everywhere through visions and dreams. God released visions and dreams to everyone in the Arab world. That they might see Jesus as the Lord and Savior. And be delivered from the spirit of the Antichrist. We love all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. But Paul says even if an angel from heaven. Let him be a curse. And then it was such a shock that he said. I, I, he repeats it in verse 9. Because you might thought, Paul, you, I think you made a mistake, Paul. Here, Paul in verse 9, repeat. And as we have said before, so I say again now. If any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to that which you receive, let him be or come under God's curse. Verse 10. For am I now seeking the favor of men? Or of God, myself too. Or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. 
Wow, is that clear? Amen. Number 10. Okay, let's look in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 4, where it states here, the Spirit explicitly says, in the last days, or the last time, letter times, okay, the the 10th one before I come to the 11th one. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Amen. Praise God. And this one I call the attack upon marriage. Okay. But the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. This is what I've just taught you now. These 10 points and the others that's coming. It's doctrines of demons. In other words, it's demon spirits that took the Bible and worked out a teaching, a doctrine for people. Wow. Do you know the devil quote scripture to, to Jesus Christ and said to him, if you jump from here, it is written, the angels will protect you. So Satan can, don't believe anything that can quote scripture. Okay. And Jesus says, but it's also written. So therefore tonight I'm showing to you, it is also written. You, uh, truth runs parallel in the Bible. To balance each other out. But here it says by the spirit. That word explicitly. You know what the word in Greek means? Paul says I heard a voice telling me this. Uh, uh, It was clear expressly. In other words. It didn't escape my notice. And he says in later times some will fall away from the faith. Paying attention to deceitful spirits. And doctrines of demons. By means of hypocrisy of liars, sheared in their own conscience, as with a, bra- a branding iron. In other words, people don't have a conscience. Okay, and then he says, who forbid marriage? You know, it's a, it's a short statement. But you know what that means? It means an attack upon marriage. It speaks And marriage is the rock, the foundation of society. If if marriage is not there and strong, children get born and children don't have authority, discipline or direction or provision. But the the spirit forbid marriage. What it means is today you find out people just live together. You find out people, young people, postpone marriage for over 29, 30 years. In the meantime, most of them have sexual partners and destroying each other's and other people's lives. This is the doctrine. This is the teaching. In other words, put marriage far out there and in the meantime, You have loose sex. This brings in birth control. This brings in babies that get born out of wedlock. This brings abortion about. This brings about loose living. That's just a statement. A doctrine of demons. In other words, put marriage 
on the back burner. Do you know this? Even the Roman Catholics believe fully this. To be holy, they priests and monarchs and nuns, they cannot get married. Therefore, there are, there's so much scandals in the Roman Catholic setup with homeless fathers and priests and people who are homosexuals, people, uh, nuns who have out of wedlock. It's, it breeds a lot of sin, but it's a doctrine of the Antichrist and of Satan. And of the devil, it pro- and it brought because if you put marriage, uh, put put it out all the time till later, and you have sex, or then you you have your birth controls, and the birth control gives you to be having sin and do all kinds of things without getting married. It breeds all of those things, and then secondly, the apostle Paul says here. And also not only forbidding marriage, but abstaining from foods. Let me say to you in a nutshell, you know, there is the health cult today. The health cult today. We, we need to know what we eat. We cannot eat too much fatty food. But today, tablets and, and, and pills runs the scene. It's a health cult. It's here Paul explicitly highlighted the word is sorcery. And in Revelations five times, the, the, my, uh, is it the 11 point? Yes. The 11 point is sorcery. Okay. Sorcery in, 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 in the Greek language of the New Testament, the word is pharmaceutical. It speaks of pharmacy. And a pharmacy that we call a chemist in South Africa and America, they call it a drugstore. Okay, a drugstore. And how many people, uh, my 11 point is, how many people are living on drugs? Even a drug to fall asleep, a drug to stay awake, a drug for energy. The word sorcery is one of the words that speaks of an activity of the Antichrist. Can I give you three categories of, of, of a cult that I've learned by Derek Prince? Okay, three categories. You get witchcraft, number one. Then you get sorcery, number two. And number three, divination. I'm speaking now on the 11th point. The 11th point. Can I call the 11th point to you? Being addicted on the drug of social media. Okay? The drug of social media. Okay? That's the addiction. This is you hooked. Okay. What you. You become what you eat. And drugs. The, the devil have this drug. That, that, that make people sick. That make people mentally sick. In their moral sick. Okay. But it's an addiction. The addiction is sorcery. It is drug. A drug store. Pharmaceutical, it is, and you find it five times in the book of Revelation. Sorcery, okay? And this addiction is in the palm of many people's hands. The cell phone, the TV, the Facebook, the media, the, the, all the channels that, that people are drugged. People are hooked and it defiles and it breaks 
their lives. My scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33. Don't be deceived, bad company corrupts good morals. Don't be deceived, bad company. In other words, the company of sorcery that you keep will break down your character, your morals, make you spiritually sick that you are not growing in God. I call this spirit the spirit of the python. Please write this down in Acts chapter 16. There's a python, that snake. The Bible says that girl there that was a fortune teller. She had the spirit of a, of a divination. And that, that means a, 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 a python curls itself around you. And then it squeezes your breath and your energy and your lungs and crush your bones so that you cannot breathe. I tell you, this spirit is rife in the church through addiction of the media. The word is choked. The word cannot grow in you. You cannot develop because of this drug, this, this evil that's in your heart. The word is of none effect in you. And to suffocate means... It means the presence of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, cannot operate through the Word of God in your life. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. I'm closing by reading to you all these roads leads to Babylon. And I'm reading, give me five more minutes and then we're through. In, in Revelation chapter 17, and Revelation chapter 18, you will see these roads come together in Babylon. Babylon means uh, confusion. Babylon means mixture. Babylon means man-made Christianity. Wow. And here the Bible says, God says through John, I saw a woman. Sitting on a beast. And this woman is the false church. This woman is the one world church. All these roads lead to that. And she's sitting on the beast. The, who is the beast? The beast is the one world government. These two work together. The one world government with the woman, the harlot, that's sitting on the beast which is the one world religion. Amen. Do you hear me? It means all roads lead to God. All religions serve one God. And they are in cahoots and friends. And what shocked John was that this woman was drunk with the blood of the true believers. It's from these people, my brothers and sisters, that the persecution will come to the church. And the church and the church feel this persecution already. I'm reading to you chapter 17 of Revelation chapter 17. I'm reading verse 5. And upon a forehead a name was written. A mystery. Babylon the great. The mother of her. Mother means he's got lots of daughters. And lots of 
other bronzes and of the abomination of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered greatly. Our persecution will come from those who want one world government, one world religion, and the Antichrist spirit is working towards that. In Revelation chapter 18, you must get out teaching, my teaching on the coming out of, you must come out of Babylon. And in Revelation 18, verse 4, the Lord warns us all. And the Lord says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you may not participate in her sins, and that you may not receive of her plagues or pestilence. My brothers and sisters, there are more plagues on its way. But the Lord says, if you don't want to participate or be uh, 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 fall under those plagues, you must come out of Babylon. And verse 20 tells you, the main two ministries are apostles and prophets that will help the church come out of Babylon. Verse 20, rejoice over her, O heavens. And you saints, apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. The true apostles, true prophets will lead the way for God's true church to come out of all these wrong teachings. I, I showed you in the Bible that there is a woman that worked into the dough. The leaven. And this is the word that I'm preaching to you. These leaven things that works. Leaven speaks of false doctrine. And leaven in dough caused the dough to swell up. To, to rise up and become large. Today the church is large. In many, many ways. It is this woman. This woman that I just read to you about. That works this leaven into this holy dough of God. What does the Lord say? Come out of her my people. Separate yourself. And it will cost a price. But if you want to want the truth. Buy truth and don't sell it. Please pray this prayer with me. As I lead you to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I give pray grace upon you. That God must help you to come out of Babylon and follow the living God. You have to take up your cross to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Please don't forget next, next uh, Tuesday I will share further and give you seven keys. How to avoid all of these deceptions. And I will give you also seven trumpets. I'll show you. Five of them have already been blown. There's only two. And the Bible says at the last time, a trumpet, the rapture will take place. But please receive Jesus. Please recommit yourself to his cause. And try to tune in Sunday morning as I preach about the manifestations of the kingdom of heaven. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sin. Lord, I want to be truly born again. 
So I turn from all idols, especially my self-will. I repent and turn from the world. I reject this ungodly world. I turn away from Satan. I accept my guilt. I am a sinner. I am lost without you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ, become my Lord and Savior. I open up my heart and my life for you to be Lord of my life. Thank you for washing me in the blood of the Lamb. I receive you, Lord, and I submit to you. Heavenly Father, as a child of yours, deliver me from all deception and from the spirit of the Antichrist. Deliver me from demons, evil spirits that are behind all these false teachings. I reject them. I renounce them in the name of Jesus. If there's anything evil in me, I command it in Jesus' name to leave my mind, my soul, and my body in Jesus' name. I call upon the Lord Jesus to deliver me and set me free. Lord, make me part of the overcomers and of the remnant in Jesus' name. I love you, Lord Jesus. I worship you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide upon you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he bless you. God provides for you whatever you need. The Lord let his angels protect you. The Lord leads you in the paths of righteousness. And the Lord bless you with a sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ to the glory of God your Father and my Father in Jesus' name. Amen. You may listen to the song if you have time. Amen. God bless you. Think about it these last few moments. It won't be long Count the years.